Oh, I think I did it again. It used to, it used to give a countdown. So now we're however many of these we've done. I'm that many and oh at botching the intro. So, um, so anyway, welcome back to the Discipio Cubs podcast. Um, I'm Andy. And I'm Kyle, some idiot on Twitter that started tweeting at Andy <laughs> solid 10 years ago. And now, now here we are. And um, very excited because Mike is actually here with, no, that's not Mike. That's a sleeping schnauzer. So here, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Mike's not on the podcast tonight because he's actually in Texas so he can go to the opening series. Wouldn't you think that being actually at the place where baseball is going to open would make it more likely that you could do a podcast about the team? Apparently not. So he has not been fired yet. He'll be back. And um, if you get a chance, go see him at whatever that name of his improv theater is. Which yeah. <laughs> I probably should remember, but I don't. So anyway, our, this is the master plan. We're going to do more of these this year. Ha, it'd be hard to do less than we did last year. We did one. Did the very exciting game 163 preview. And then we were going to do previews for every series after that. And that went swimmingly. Yeah. We decided not to do one for the wildcard game. And then um, that didn't really work out. But it's a new season. Things are going to be much better this year. Much better. And uh, if they get a hit in the second half, that'll pretty much top that. So I think what we'll do is we'll do, we'll kind of run through what we think is going to happen in the season because. You know, you can always take my predictions to the bank, and I'm sure Kyle's too. And then we'll just see what else uh, what else comes up. I guess the big news over the weekend was that the Cubs demoted Ian Happ. Well, I don't know. Was that the big news, or was the big news that they DFA'd Brian Dunsing? Ooh, I was I was actually going to put the 20 ounce beers up there, but I guess that was today's news. So, <laughs> is it? I think I don't know the news of the twenty ounce beers. Yeah, oh yeah, with the new, uh, they uh, unveiled a whole new food selection, whole bunch of stuff, bunch of craft beers. And apparently, twenty ounce beers are on the on the on the menu this year. So we'll see if they can get thirty bucks a pop for those. I was gonna say, so it's so forty dollar beers now. <laughs> That'll be great. I thought you were gonna say that the players are no longer allowed to chug twenty ounce beer. <laughs> During games, like they apparently used to. Yeah, now we got both ends of the spectrum. We got more beers in the stands and uh, less in the clubhouse. So the offense is fixed, is, is how I'm taking that. So now I was, I was both impressed and um, kind of horrified by the article that um, Sahadev and um, and Mooney wrote on the Athletic over the weekend about all the ways the Cubs are going to change. You know, they, they didn't spend any money. They didn't get any talent because I don't think you can c- consider Daniel Descalso talent. Um, but they're going to fix themselves, fix all their problems internally by a circling games that they think you know are trap games, and they've identified ten of them, and they want to go ten and zero. Um, not letting the players drink as much beer after games, not as much fast food on the planes, and. I, I'm disappointed because I thought this was the kind of shit that Theo and Jed wouldn't obsess about. The stuff that really doesn't seem to matter that much. But I guess when you know you flame out of a season that looked like it was going to be really good for a long time, you grasp at anything. But you know, I I've always felt like the fact that they they don't grind too much 
typically. I always thought that was an asset. I guess we'll yeah. find out if they really, and I don't know if they really can change or if they just say they're going to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think, I mean, the, the piece that you're referring to, the athletic piece, which by the way, block aside about two and a half hours if you want to get through that <laughs> one. Um, definitely do, by the way. It's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's what's really going to, is Joe really going to change that much? Like what's ultimately going to, going to be that are they going to come out for the national anthem and all stand on the follow line left field follow line every single night or they're taking mandatory bp four times a week now so uh yeah it's i mean i guess i don't know what to think about it i mean i think about it both ways i think this is we think of them as a veteran team but they really only have a few right. real veterans left and so maybe this is maybe the young guys need more structure than they thought they did. It's kind of like as you know, they they gave them the freedom to do it their way. It didn't work. So now here's a bunch of rules, and you can you guys can follow the rules this year. Um, you know, I don't know. I we're not. I'm not. We're not in the clubhouse. We don't know. I never got the feeling that they failed last year because they didn't try hard enough or they didn't work hard enough. Um, I kind of felt like they just didn't hit. Exactly. I don't, yeah. know that, I don't know that you can try to hit. You can try harder to hit. I don't that know seems, that seems a little way. counterintuitive sometimes as well. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah. I haven't, I didn't build, you know, two world series champions. And so I guess Theo certainly deserves the yeah. benefit of the doubt, but I, I think he's, I think he might've, might've earned that a little bit. <laughs> I think the most irritating thing about it was, was the rest of the local media could run with the, they're trying to Joe Madden proof the team. Oh yeah. It's like, all right, if you want to Joe Madden proof the team, then you could have fired Joe fired damn manager. and you could have had somebody else. I think they, they, I think they kept Joe for a reason. Um, you know, there is the big thing about he, you know, why is he managing on the last year of his contract? But I've never been a big believer that you automatically have to give a coach or a manager a longer contract. You know, well, you can't manage on the last one because the guys won't listen to him. It's like, well, you know, I I don't know how that's a thing. Uh, Joe doesn't seem to be worried about it, but Joe doesn't really seem to be worried about anything as yeah. long as the as long as the big Binnie's checks keep cashing. <laughs> And uh, they find they give him a place where he can plug the septic in, or he can plug his uh, camper into the septic yep. behind Wrigley, which I assume is probably just goes into one of the troughs directly. Um, he seems pretty cool, pretty happy. So I think this might have been the first off season where I didn't see any sort of article about the cross country RV trip. Maybe I just missed it. I don't know, but maybe maybe it's the the evolution of the the Joe uh, wait, news cycle. Wait for the first Sunday night baseball game. Oh yeah, A Rod will be sniffing closed jars of salsa in the back of the cousin Eddie. Jessica Mendoza will be sitting in the riding shotgun. So, uh, you know, if we you look at look at the Central Division, you can make a case that that everybody improved. The two teams that probably improved the least, ironically, are the Cubs and the Brewers. Absolutely. Um, and you could make the argument that, well, they both won a shitload of games last year and they no. didn't need to improve that much. I am not a big believer though, that it's a five team race. No, I, you know, that, I thought I saw on Twitter, um, 
I thought Brett Taylor said the Cubs got bumped up to 80 wins on Pakota. Oh, good. I got it. I got it here, and it's still 79 and 82. So, or 80. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make sense. And one tie apparently, 79, 82, and one. I would have we checked it since they got rid of Dunsing. It's probably 96. <laughs> yeah, now. Probably one off about 20. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? He's not around. So, but I've just you know I the Pirates to me are still just not that good. No. And neither are the Reds. So yeah, I really I, think it's... the Reds hype is probably the the strangest to me. I still don't understand how thirty seven year old Matt Kemp is supposed to be <laughs> some sort of difference maker, and now no Scooter for however long. Yeah, Scooter and... left. Scooter nomard himself. He did nomard himself. <laughs> left his groin and a found his groin in his sock. That's not a good thing. Um. Oh, but they got Sunny Gray. Well, they do have Sunny Gray, and uh, what the, uh, Alex <laughs> it seems Gray, like right? the worst possible ballpark for Sunny oh, Gray. My God, it's like okay, we got rid of Homer Bailey. Who could we get? Yeah. Where are we going to give up another fifty home runs? Well, let's get Sunny Gray. He's throwing eighty-eight these days. It'll, well, be, it'll be perfect. God, they. I mean, you could knock the Quintana trade all you want, but they dodged a bullet with him instead of Sunny. Not that it was like necessarily one for one, but at the time, like those were the two. So, oh God. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm already dreading the uh, Eloy hype. The Eloy, yeah, Eloy. yeah. But it would be just like the White Sox to give a guy a huge contract before he's done anything, and then he doesn't do anything. Yep. Um, he does seem pretty damn good, though. Um, but the the by far the most the thing I'm most excited about with the Reds is uh, the trio. Uh, a match made in heaven of Yasiel Puig and the Brennemans. I can't imagine how much they're going to lose their shit every time he does his Yasiel Puig things. Um, That's going to be beautiful. It'll probably be cool with him kissing the bat. That'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But at some point, he's going to hit a rocket to left field. He's going to stand at home plate, and he's going to barely make it to first when the ball hits the wall. And Marty's going to have to give him you know, a talking to. I can't I can't wait for that. And it's Marty's last year, so he can go out. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Good old Franchester. That is by far the greatest. I thought when I found out that Paul Bacco's real first name was Gabor. Gabor. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be the greatest thing ever until I found out that Marty Brenneman's first name is Franchester. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I don't even what is that it's that's two names. Was that maybe that maybe his mom and dad were Fran and Chester and they and they just put them together yep. and that gave him makes his sense. Name. So I had a lot of fun over the weekend. I've got to learn to just not do this. Um, when Paul Goldschmidt, when they announced that, well, Ken Rosenthal broke the news that Paul Goldschmidt was going to sign an extension with yep. the Cardinals. And then I tweeted out, boy, that seems like an awful lot of money for the third best first baseman in the National League Central. And you'll be shocked to know that Cardinal Twitter doesn't have much of a sense of humor. I never would have guessed. And I really felt bad because they, I didn't mind that they were saying nasty things to me. But they were replying to my tweet, and Ken Rosenthal was getting all of the tweets. Now, I'm sure over the years, he's learned how to mute a conversation. But I did feel a little guilty that I was yeah. fucking up his Twitter feed because be I, okay. I wanted to be funny. <laughs> I did manage to sneak a uh, Randall Gritchick reference, though. Into the, I did see that. I saw that. my that athletic was, column today. That was very nice. I see that stayed in there. Yep. Yep. But that could happen. He's had you surprisingly. He's had a horrible spring because he's a horrible player. Yeah, he sucks at baseball, and um, 
And the only reason I thought of him was because the when I was talking about, you know, the Cubs are scrambling around to try to make a couple of waiver pickups over the next couple of days. I don't know if they actually will or not, but um, two two waiver pickups in recent history come to mind that were really good that they did the last week of spring training. And one was Reed Johnson in 2008 and from the Blue Jays. And then Luis Valbuena, the, the late, great Luis Valbuena. <laughs> um in 2012. And so I immediately thought, well, who do the Blue Jays have that they could dump that the Cubs could pick up? And, you know, Hap goes down, Randall Gritchick comes in. Naturally. And then I looked it up and he's, he's struck out over 500 times in his career and he's walked a hundred times. It seems a little bad. Just atrocious. But remember when he was, Cardinal fans insisted that he really was the rookie of the year in 20. Oh, he got snubbed. Not Chris Bryant. No. Nope. Screwed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I, I don't quite know what to make of our friends to the north. It, it's just the weirdest roster ever. It is. And like they, they decide, okay, Travis Shaw is too fat to play second base. That was ridiculous. We should have never tried to play Travis Shaw at second base. We're going to move him back to third. Hey, let's play Mike Moustakis at second base. It's like, it's, that's the same thing. I don't understand. I I have somewhat of a unique perspective being obviously from That's Wisconsin. Right. So my my Twitter feed is pretty well split. So I see both sides of it. And I well, I guess first thing, the one thing Cubs fans and Brewers fans have in common is that they incessantly bitch about everything the Cubs do. <laughs> <laughs> for one. And for I I was shocked this I guess I shouldn't have been in hindsight. I thought that maybe like winning 163 and taking a division all that good stuff. I thought that would like tone down the inferiority complex, but it, it certainly didn't, at least from everything I've seen. So Twitter will be fun that first series in Milwaukee in two weeks. Do you think, will they save the raising of the, um, oh wait, do the, do the Cubs, they open, is, do they open the home season with the Cubs? I think they have a series before, but I'm sure they'll do the banner at all three games of the Cubs series. Cause I think they're, they open in St. Louis, I think. So then I think, I think when the Cubs go to Milwaukee, I think that why well, it doesn't matter. But even if it's not opening day, will they save the raising of the NLCS runner-up banner that they're inevitably going to hang on the wall up there? Yep. Will they save that for the Cubs just so the Cubs can stand there and go, oh, that's adorable. Yep. One thing I didn't realize, I, I heard somebody just kind of threw it out talking about the, and I tweeted something like this, but um. So the White Sox have been around for 131 years, and they've made the playoffs. I, I already knew they had never made the playoffs in back-to-back years, which is kind of crazy. That's crazy. They've made it 10 times. In 131 years, the Cubs have made it 27 times. The Cubs, the losers, the, 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 you know, this, this awful joke of a franchise yeah. has made it almost three times as many times as the White Sox. I most so certainly would not have guessed that. The Brewers, let's just say, that's, it's not a long, rich history of postseason Excellent. Uh, I want to say five appearances. I guess it depends if they count. What was the year where they? This is this is great podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look the stuff up before. No, why would we? But didn't they have a year where they they had to win like they played like a quick two out of three series? It might have been. I don't know. I think it was eight. Maybe it was eighty-one with the strike. But there was one year there where they had a sneaky playoff exp- appearance where they were there for like five minutes. But then they've been to the they've been to the World Series once. 
Yeah. And they've been to the NLCS twice. Twice, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yep. And I should know I'm a former Brewers season ticket holder. <laughs> 2000 and 2001, 2002. Well, you know, you're lucky you got him when you did. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to, to buy him nowadays with your Illinois uh, zip code. That's right. I wonder if they would, you know, if I wanted to buy, do they block you from buying season tickets or only to buy single game tickets? I'm not like, sure. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but the, back to the Brewers. The yeah. other thing I don't understand is the the starting rotation. No. It's not it wasn't good last year. They pretty much leaned completely on the bullpen. Now they do have um uh Corbin Burnson or Burns. Um it looks like he might be pretty good. And then the what's the other kid? Woodruff? Woodruff God, I'm, yeah. I'm like my dad. What's that kid's name? <laughs> um but I really thought that crazy me, I really thought that they would take the offseason and they would take their best pitcher. And they would finally make a starter out of Josh Hader because, you know, are they, is he just going to be a light the balls out reliever until he finally has catches Tommy John disease. And then when he does the rehab, then they'll turn him into a starter. I, I guess that's the plan. I guess, I mean, he really only is fastball slider and obviously he was super valuable for them last year, but I mean, I don't know. That's the thing with that entire roster. It's like, that was probably the most frustrating part last year is how, all of us are sitting here like, how the hell is this going to work? And it just, and their response was, Oh, it'll just work. And then it fucking worked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think that there's, I mean, everything had to go right for them yep. to win that many games. And maybe you won't have to win as many games to win the NL central this year. And so they don't have to win 96 to win it this year, but I just, I can't imagine that they can duplicate that again. I mean, they would need, you know, Christian Yellick to basically not make an out for the last two months of the season again. Mm-hmm. And um, I just look around that roster and, you know, their big additions where they brought Mustakis back and he's, he's, he's okay. Fine. And they signed um, Yasmani Grandal. Who I the, think that's a very nice signing, the, unfortunately, but well, but the Dodgers last year, basically at the end of the season said, yeah, you know, yeah, well, he yeah. also he had an interesting strategy in a uh, series against the Brewers where he just decided to not catch the ball when he was you know, pitched. <laughs> and the Brewers were so impressed by it, they signed him. Hey, remember that guy that couldn't k- keep the ball away from the backstop? Let's get him. But it's a one-year contract. I mean, it's no risk. It's a one-year contract. Yep. It doesn't work. I mean, you can see why they did it. I just can't. I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope if I were Brewer fans that that was going to make a big difference. So, you know, the biggest thing, the the Cubs, for the first time since, well, since we knew they were good in 2015, this does seem like a team that could really go tits up and have an awful year. I don't think it's going to happen, but you could see how it could happen. You know, they've everybody except for Kyle Hendricks is on the wrong side of 30 in the starting rotation. The bullpen is already kind of a mess, and we haven't—they haven't even left Arizona yet. Um, so, oh, I think Kyle's frozen, right in the middle of my astute um, comment about the team. So, anyway, I will carry it for a minute here, and then we'll see if Kyle can reconnect. Um, I guess my biggest, my biggest fear is that. 
at some point we look up and Mike Montgomery's back in the rotation again. And Oh God forbid they're giving starts to Tyler Chatwood again. I think if they can somehow avoid that, they, they can easily win enough games um, to win the division again. So we're going to have to take a little break here for a sec. We're back. Uh, all I was saying was that I, I feel like this is the, the first year since Joe's been here that things could go bad and the Cubs could be bad. I don't think that they will, but the pitching is a little more tenuous than we want. And that's a a big part of that is because um, they haven't developed any pitchers. No, which I mean, I mean, Theo's spoken about that. They made that decision five years ago that it was going to be primarily bats specifically from the college ranks in the, in the draft. So they're, they're, reaping the benefits of it on the offensive side and seeing the, the, the costs on the, on the pitching side of things. But doesn't it seem like, you know, they act, you could have accidentally drafted one. Like they did found found the David Bodie of starting pitching or something. Well, unfortunately they may have a lot of the David Bodies. They, yeah, yeah, very that, might, that might be, that might actually be, that, their that be the problem. <laughs> and we got to, we got a pitching staff full of David Bodie. Um, so I was, I was very interested in the launch of the Cub YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, because it's basically it's there. It's kind of them selling. Hey, this is what um, you know CubNet is going to look like, and I was astonished by how much of it was bad. Yeah. Like one thing you think you couldn't screw up is a cute little kid, a basket, literally a basket of puppies and Javi Baez. And that couldn't have been more unwatchable. It was just, you felt horrible. For, I felt bad for the puppies as it, all of it was terrible. And then I don't know if you've seen any of it, but they have their PA announcer, Andrew Bellinson, um, interviewing former Cubs. Oh, I haven't seen those. And it's like, it's Rick Sutcliffe. And Jody Davis, trying to think of the ones I watched. And there's a couple more. I, did, I haven't seen the great John Lieber one because <laughs> there's a ball of fire. Um, it's, it's not good. Um, so I'm a little, they, you think about it, they had like months to put that content together. And they do yeah. realize, right, that when they start the network, that they got to do like 10 times that every freaking day. I, I obviously yeah. love, obviously love games and they'll have, you know, Cap and Ryan Dempster's little puppet show or whatever they're going to do. God. But um, it was a little scary. I guess now we know what all the uh, those Cubs production videos they would put on Facebook every once in a while the past couple of years. I guess now we know what the backdrop of those always was. <laughs> Getting ready for the yeah, that's right. YouTube channel and the, the Jason Marquis network. That I just I can't believe that's what they I can't believe they named it Marquee. I mean, talk about no, it's, it is, it's still the Cubs. <laughs> talk about just being too clever for yep. yourself. Yep. Hey, let's name it after the big red sign yeah. that is nailed at the side of the stadium. Most brilliant. And I actually kind of knew that was going to happen because they had created about a year ago a marketing firm, a marketing and events firm called Marquee something something. Mm. And so when I saw that, I thought, oh, God, that's what they're going to name the network. And that's exactly what they named the network. And um, wow. So I don't know who's pitching for the Red Sox. I'm not, I shouldn't do play-by-play. But whoever's pitching for the Red Sox, it's Rick Porcello, 
Um, Wilson Contreras just hit a ball that ended up at the center fielder that bounced off Rick Porcello's head. He's he's up and he's talking, but that was a little scary. It seems less than ideal. Speaking of Wilson, there's a new one of the new videos they have is they're doing that like at home thing where they went to. I did. I watched that one today, actually. <laughs> so it's it's him and Victor Martinez on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, really? Uh, I did think it was. And I and him inexplicably on a roller coaster. Yeah, the, yeah. You got roller coaster, Victor Martinez, and horses. That was covered the whole range of human endeavor, I guess. At least the roller coaster part, though, they did get some cool point of view footage of the roller coasters. Yeah, I was impressed yeah, with that. Yeah. But I kept waiting for it to get. I was like, okay, when are we going to get to the good stuff? And we didn't really get to the. There wasn't any good stuff to be gotten. Yeah. So you did a little research. I did do some research. Yeah, at least somebody did something <laughs> to prepare for this. Well, in my uh, boredom at work, every once in a while, I like to head over to fan graphs. And my, uh, my project the last couple of weeks has been um, ballparking just some over-unders on their, their war totals by position group, by team. Um, I've come up with a, a couple of ones that I think are noteworthy. Let me get them up here. I would pull them up on my computer, but I'm afraid it'll explode again. Don't want any exploding computers. No. Let's check on Mike. Let's see how. Yep. How's he doing? He's still asleep. The other thing I loved about it is, and I don't know, maybe maybe he's got another reason to be in Texas, uh, but they're, they're going down there. They left on Sunday. And he couldn't get a ticket for opening day. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, he can't, he's not he's not going to a game until Saturday. But it, uh, I would love to see the people snatching up Texas Rangers 2019 opening day tickets <laughs> like that and selling out the stadium. Is I think this is the last year. Isn't it a relatively new ballpark yeah. though? I mean they just built it. <sighs> well, let's see. They built it when um George W. Bush was their part owner. And um, so I was obviously before he was president and he was president in, God, I have to do math, 2000. So it's, let's say it was, it could barely be 20 years old. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. I know. Well, and they're building a new one right thing. next door. Really? Yeah. All right. We got, <laughs> I think my, my, Kyle's war totals, my riveting segment. Um, I I have found for from the Cubs perspective, the two most interesting ones are up the middle with second and short. So they have 2.9 war out of second baseman for the Cubs this year and 3.8 war out of shortstop. And I think that, well, obviously it's entirely dependent on how much time Javi plays at each position, but I thought it was odd that they have Addison Russell slated for 1.7 wins in his 371 projected plate appearances, which seems quite lofty. So they're thinking he's going to play. He's going to start more than a hundred games. Yeah. They have it pretty much split with a slate, even though he's going to miss the first, at least 30. Yeah. So that one makes little sense. 
So did they actually show what how they broke Javi's up, or you just you see the total for Javi, you see the total for Russell, you see the total for Zobrist? Yeah, you see the, the total by position and the number of plate appearances each guy gets at each position. So they have Javi with 322 plate appearances at second and 350 oh, short. So, And then Zobrist with 210 plate appearances at second, and then Russell with 371 at short. So relatively even amongst the three of them except a little light for for Zobris at second but i think i think three eight at shot at shortstops a little bit lofty especially in the majority of the innings but yeah i mean he even even if you could guarantee me he was going to play 110 games at short which i don't think he's gonna no he's been pretty bad he's been the terrible. last two years um and I don't know what I don't know what you would get in a projection that would you would think he would be markedly better this year. Um, I mean, he's still he could be. I mean, he's young and he's certainly talented, mm-hmm. but he's been crap. Seems like he's been regressing in all phases of his life for the last two years. And that's a he's I, I, I didn't even it jumped out at me over the winter when I was rewatching. Um, because I have nothing better to do. Rewatching um, World Series games and mm-hmm. and highlights from the Dodgers series and stuff. Um, we remember that he struggled so much at the beginning of that Dodgers series. Yeah. And, but from game four on, he was a huge reason why they won the World Series. I mean, they don't. Offense. They wouldn't have won. He he drove in nine runs in the World Series. I mean, it helped to hit a grand slam, and he yeah. also hit a ball to. Tyler Naquin and Lonnie Chisenhall played, you know, I got it. You take it. But still, I mean, he, he was really good and they oh, were yeah. obviously counting on him as the youngest player on that team actually getting better. That was a big part of their projection as to how things were going to go. And he seems reasonable and he but... got a lot worse. Um, and he, and he, he could, he could, he could play well and then do something stupid and end up gone. So I, I don't know. And it's just, the whole thing is just icky to even think, you know, well, I hope he has a good year. I mean, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want him to be terrible, but you also, you know, he's a scumbag. The, uh, so the, the second base question, they have the Cubs pegged at 2.9 and the Brewers at 3.0 on the three on the dot for wins out of their second baseman. And they have Mike Moustakis taking 560 <laughs> plate appearances at second base. So I don't care what the split is with Javi. I would love to see how Moustakis outwars the Cubs second baseman playing an entire season of second base. I, I would be shocked if he gets 500 plate appearances at second base. I just, I, I mean, that's a real commitment to, we don't want to catch the ball on that side of the infield. And I don't even know if even the Brewers can stomach that. Plus, isn't their their best prospect is a second baseman, yeah. right? So at some point, you would think. And I would think that, you know, Moose trying to play second base is, you know, he's going to hurt himself. Yeah, absolutely. Point. I can't imagine he's going to be real smooth around the bag. And um, if he doesn't just yank his hammies off trying to chase a ball out into shallow right field. Um so I was going to ask you who, like, who else they were, how they were splitting those at bats up. Among they, can't, they can't be splitting them up too much if they've given him. Yeah, they have Mustakis with five sixty, Ernan Perez getting fifty six, and we can only hope it's almost triple. That'd be amazing if he plays that much. 
Uh, Travis Shaw with 21. Uh, Cody Spangenberg. I can't wait to see oh, him. Yeah. I can't wait for him to his his first call up when he goes. He starts seven for twelve with five home runs. The the Eric Sogard reincarnation. But they're I mean, according to Fangraphs, apparently has them relying almost exclusively on 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 the moose at, at two. So we'll we'll see how that works out. What do they have um for like for like Yellick? Let's scroll down here. Nothing like just war on request. Four point nine in right and three point oh in center for a total of five point two war, which would be another whatever it was he just dropped, but <laughs> more than serviceable and another all star yep. caliber MVP candidate. Yeah, I'm interested in how it, a lot of it'll be determined by. Well, it always gets determined by injury and other things, but you know the Cubs have to figure out. Joe has to balance Zobris between second base and presumably right field. Yep. And Hayward in right and some center, um, especially with Hap gone. You, I would guess there's going to be, um, you know, tough right-handed pitchers that you end up with Hayward instead of um, Almora, and then. Um, you've got Descalso, and somehow you got to juggle all that. Although it it also could be three of those guys could be awful, oh, and okay. you, you know it's like what you, all of a sudden you're like, well, we have to give it back. Somebody's got a bat; they won't let us skip guys. So that could be. How about if how about if Chris Bryant just continues his scorched earth off season and just comes out and posts a nine sixty OPS with thirty five bombs? Yeah. I'm counting on that. I am too. <laughs> the other thing I'm counting on is, um, you know, everybody's people look at Javi's numbers like, well, he can't do that again because you know he's well. Why can't he? I mean, he's he's Javi. The laws of normal baseball don't really apply to fly. him. Nope. <laughs> and and the way he produced last year was not antithetical to the way he always plays. It's not like he. Um, you know, it's not like he, he didn't get a bunch of lucky hits, you know, um, the fact that he doesn't walk, it's not so much because he, I mean, he does swing wildly at pitches, but he hits a lot of balls that pitchers are trying to throw for a ball that I was like, I can get that. And he just hits it hard. I just, I don't see that that's going to change. I, he's not going to, I doubt he's going to finish second in the MVP voting. Again, no. But I, I don't think that that was like, oh my god! Remember that one year Javi had? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think absolutely, he's just really good. So, and then it'd be nice if uh, be nice if Rizzo gets a few hits in the first month. Yep, that would be that'd be good. What was it last year? He hit. He was in like a buck sixty through. He was on the DL, wasn't he? Or was that two? Yeah, years he ago? heard. Yeah, you know, he heard his back in, yeah. in Miami. I think like right away here. Yeah, that's when we got. Um, Oh crap! I know who you're thinking. I'd of. love to make fun of him, and I can't think of his the, the uh, one random start. Efren Navarro. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We got the great Efren Navarro. Who the thing I will always remember about Efren is in that ridiculous comeback against the Braves on that uh, horrible day. Um, it was like the seventh inning when they scored eleven runs or whatever. He made two of the outs. So 
waiting. And if, but he's doing a service. If Efren doesn't make outs, they're still playing that one game. Probably. And the whole rest of the season gets held up because the Cubs are still batting. And that, that somebody's got to make the outs. So thank you, Efren. Thank you, Efren. I don't know what um, Dairy Queen he's working at these days, but <laughs> I hope he's. Well, maybe maybe if he's at the at the one in Des Moines and Hap can go pay after after the night or something. <sighs> I just um, well, and the thing I wrote today, I I really I felt this way two years ago when Schwarber was struggling was that I I felt like the Cubs were people were like oh they can't send him down but all they do is confidence and I felt like by not sending him down when he was clearly struggling, you were making the, you were making the inevitable moment when you had to send it down, feel like a complete failure for him. You know, it's like, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that big of a deal to take a young player and go, you're struggling right now. We're going to send you to Iowa, get you some at bats, you know, get back in a groove. We'll bring you back. They do it with pitchers all the time, but the Cubs don't do that with their, with their position players. And so, I mean, Hap's 24 years old. Yeah. He should be in AAA. You know, it's, yeah, he didn't spend, neither him or Schwarber probably spent enough time there the first time. Yeah. So it really shouldn't be that big of a deal that he's being sent back. I mean, now if you're the player, you don't want the player to like that. You want him to be pissed. Right. But you don't want him to feel like, oh my God, is my career over? They've given up on me when clearly they haven't. But I've just, I've never quite understood the psychology behind, no, 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 no. You know, we, we, he's got to stay up here. It just some of it may be if we send him down, who the hell are we going to play? Yeah. Um, well, did you see uh, your uh, postseason hero from two seasons ago? I believe is back back on the market, right? Le- Leon Leon is. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, that's too bad. He almost died last year. I remember that. Yeah, Jesus. But the uh, so the Indians gave up on Leon. Well, there yeah. you go. The Cubs need an outfielder. And Leon, Leon is available. Well, there you go. I would love that. You just for the Cardinal games. You can Absolutely. take him there and go. Remember when uh, yep. Leon jumped over the wall and caught the ball, and you got eliminated from the playoffs? That was pretty good. That was beautiful. All right. So we kind of when we ran through the central. Um, who do you think? Who do you think the most likely, like, National League, not like, who do you think the most likely National League playoff teams are? I'm just interested to see if. Um, I guess west to east, Dodgers, Cubs. God, the east is tough, though. Damn. Um, I, I, I'd honestly go Atlanta. Atlanta, I'd go Atlanta, Washington, Philly out east in that order, to be honest. Maybe maybe I'm just reeling from the, the Bryce Harper Harper saga but i don't know i don't think they're all the way there okay okay so you've got you've got dodgers cubs braves and then so who are your two wild card teams then uh i'll go i'll go cardinals nationals so you picked to the you picked the exact um well let's see if i did this right here's a little insight so last year the athletic john greenberg sent all of us a like a google document to fill out all of our predictions okay And like in my real job, when I get a Google document, that means fill it out in the Google document and then just hit submit. And then everybody does that and everything lives there. So that's what I did. I was the only one who did that. So my picks didn't get counted and I wasn't in the article. So this year I made all my picks in the thing and 
copied and sent it to him and said, here it is. So we'll see if they actually make it in because that's the exact national league playoffs that, was I, it? that I picked. Yeah, great. Um, and the, the one I waffled on was what should it be? I mean, obviously some combination of Cardinals, Brewers, Nats, Phillies. Yeah. And I just thought, I just don't, you know, the Phillies are, they're better, but I just don't think they're that good. And, um, and I really do as, as much as I, as much as I loathe the Cardinals, I do think they're better than the Brewers. So I, I yeah, I do too. So I picked that. Um, all right. So who did? Um, we didn't have to pick the American League. So um, I will pick them. Um, well, I'll go first with the American League. Yeah, you can go. So let's see. So um, west to east. Um. Oh, it's the Astros. That's not a real difficult one. The Astros and the Indians, and I would still take the Red Sox over the Yankees. I do think they're both really good, um, but I would take the Red Sox over there. So then my wild card teams um, would be the Yankees and, oh, God. This is where it gets a little mushy. That pretty much sums up the American League right there. The Yankees and then, oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's why last year they're like, look at all the good teams that are in the American League because they're all they all win a hundred games, or they've got these teams win hundred games. Yes, because you have a whole bunch of teams that can't yeah. they can't win sixty, <laughs> so the wins have to go somewhere. That's yeah. how the math works. And then the Rays just take all of them and win ninety or whatever they ended up at. So, I guess it's the Twins or the Rays. Um, and I will take the Rays because I'm a moron. Um. Okay. Well, so it's three teams out of the East, which almost happened last year. The Astros clipped them, and, or the um, the A's clipped them, and then had the most ridiculous, you know. Well, let's let's bullpen the wild card game. This we could make it completely unwatchable. Thanks a lot, Bob Melvin. Um. All right. So who you got, in American League? I chopped up again there for a second. God. Oh. Um. Astros, obviously, the Indians could win that division with their eyes closed for half of the season. I don't understand. That was probably one of the things I understood least this offseason was why they would consider moving some of their assets, which I get like selling off when you think your window's closed, but I don't know how the hell they're win- They have a free division title for as long as the White Sox stay missing on every free agent and as long as the Twins stay mediocre and as long as the Tigers are still paying gobs of money to Miguel Cabrera and... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the Indians, that feels way too obvious. And then uh, Red Sox over Yanks, and then um, Yankees and Yankees A's in the wild card. A's again. Well, did they re sign Edwin Jackson? I think that's the question. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He'll be available. Um, yeah, I, um, I, was just, I was distracted. Rick Porcello just hit Chris Bryant with a pitch. Oh, geez. Well, it was about a 49 mile an hour curveball. Yeah. So I think Chris is okay. Um, by the way, uh, Cole Hamels gave up a home run. Oh God! To Andrew Benatendi, Eesh. and then Cole Hamels hit a home run. Ooh, so, yeah. The Cubs. He made just he made DH in Texas. I don't see why not. <sighs> um, what was I going to say? Crap! That's nice. I managed to distract myself by looking up at the Cub game. Um. Oh, I was gonna say the um, the the twins. I don't. I I can't get a. I can never get a good handle on the twins. No. Um, but 
Byron Buxton had a great spring. Did he? So, I mean, this, this obviously, the, this is the year, year. for Buck. Yeah. The fourth consecutive. He's had, um, he's had three good months in his career. And they were all together, at least. But he's had three good months. There was a part of me that wouldn't have hated seeing the the Sox land a land a Machado to to at least get them on Cubs fans' radar again, and because I mean that's kind of been the one thing this run of contention's been missing. Like we've had the Cardinals, Brewers, everyone else, and the Sox of. Well, I guess they started 2016 hot, and there was two weeks worth of red line World <laughs> Series right. talk, and then they traded for James Shields. They didn't just trade for James Shields. They traded Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields. Which then meant they had to give Tim Anderson a big contract because they needed a shortstop. And he's not going to stick at shortstop. And um, I don't know. I, I have Sox fan friends, and I like to remind them that at some point, one of these rebuilds isn't going to work. Right. And it's probably going to be yours. Probably going to be theirs. So congratulations. Well, half their, half their pitching prospects have already had Tommy John disease. And- yep. Well, it's contagious. It is contagious. So once somebody gets it, I mean, look out. They should have quarantined Kopech. They apparently yep. let him get too close to Dane Dunning. And um, Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the, the White Sox were so bad the last couple of years that they didn't, you didn't have to listen to people talk about them. Yeah. And you could just focus on the Cubs because it's a, it's a, as, as skewed as it is, it's a two team town. And so when the, and when the Sox start to get, good again or you know okay you know when you tune in the radio there's a 50 50 shot they're actually going to be talking about them instead of the cubs and i really don't need that i i only listen to a small amount of sports talk radio and i, I don't want it wasted on the white Sox. but i do enjoy the uh given the, the current power structure of the teams obviously the i don't know if they're going to do it this year but last year espn 1000 would do their white Sox minute every hour on the hour <laughs> well a minute is, was about as much as you needed so, oh. really gonna miss Hawk though. Yeah, That's too bad. Oh, that, God, Jesus, what I the hell is he gonna do all summer? Uh, he can invent the batting. The uh, yeah, he can invent the batting glove again. No, no. I love that he thinks he did that. It's like, no, he didn't invent the golf glove, and he didn't invent the batting glove, and just knock it off, you corn pone dumbass. Um. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, we we did our uh, we did our picks. Do you have a you have a World Series that you want to predict? Well, I think uh, we're seeing a bit on uh, Nesson tonight over on uh, Andy's illegal illegal stream here. If we want to, yes, I would turn I would, I would turn the computer slightly, and you could actually see. Uh, for some reason, Jerry Remy has a navy blue suit and brown shoes, which is just that's not a good look, Jerry. Um, but I'm not going to because I don't want to be you know, banned from the interwebs. But yes, I've been distractingly watching the Cubs and Red Sox over my shoulder. So you think that's the so you think it's it's the Theo Epstein Bowl. We finally get the inevitable clash of the, the Cubs and Red Sox. The World Series that should have been in 2003, but for two of the most soul-sucking series losses of all time on back-to-back nights. Um, I think it's going to be uh, the Cubs and the Astros. Um, Which would also be I just, fun. for whatever reason, it's so hard to repeat, even though the Red Sox are really good. And I think the Astros are really good. So yeah. I, feel, I, I think the Astros will get them. And um, I think that the, I don't know if the Cubs would win that. 
No, I yeah, it, yeah. So, but I still think I still reminded, you know, like during the you know during the offseason when they didn't sign people, and I would get pissed off. I would think to myself, if they had actually blown Game Seven in Cleveland, what an unbearable fucking world this would be to live in, given the way that the last couple of years have happened. And it's just so much easier to let this stuff kind of like wash off because yep. we actually saw them win a World Series. Um, but it's also ridiculous to try to pick the winner of a series in October slash November in March. In March, yeah. So I might as well just pick the Cubs, but I think yep. I'll, Why not? I'll pick the Astros so I can be wrong, and then the Cubs will win another World Series. I can, I can get behind that theory. So uh, I probably should have done this at the beginning because there's probably nobody still listening. But um, So the basic plan for this podcast is we get Mike back here eventually, probably next week. Um, and we're going to do this far more regularly. Maybe weekly, that would be nice. Um, we're also going to try to rope some of my Chicago media friends into joining us from time to time. Um, so I just think it could be, you know, pretty interesting. I do. I think this is going to be a very interesting season, for better or worse. I think yep. for better, but there is the possibility that we can spend the whole summer just bitching about everything. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but it might. So uh, you can. We're going to do it this way most of the time, so you can watch us live, which I'm sure is excruciating, or you can just subscribe to the podcast, and then miraculously, iTunes or Stitcher or whoever else will just shove it onto your phone whenever we finish it. So um, so anyway, we got one of the books. Nice job. We'll see how much of it actually... See which one of us dropped out in the middle. I'm curious. <laughs> I kept talking, babbling mostly, but I oh, kept good. talking. That's so good. at least there wouldn't be dead air. But... Um, Anyway, it's good to have you aboard, Kyle. Yep, absolutely. And yes, you back. did get your job just because you kept tweeting at us. And yeah, yeah, literally. We're like, fine, let the kid come on. I will say I, I've had one face-to-face meeting with Mike in spring training. It must have been six years ago now. I was I was in must have been in high school. I, I wasn't in college yet. But now now that I live in the city, I'm hoping to hoping to catch an old style with him at Nisei after a game at some point. So we'll have to have to get that straightened out. So now um this is just. This is basically just you and I using this as a phone now. Um, <laughs> did I tell you that when you were because you went to business school at University of Wisconsin, right? Yep. While you were still a student there, I interviewed to be the marketing director for the business school. That's really school. That, yes, and oh. they, didn't, they didn't hire me; they hired somebody else. Right. Um, but we could have we could have hung out in the what is it? The Granger is Granger that your sponsors? Oh, yep. Yep. So that would have been interesting. Anyway, um, so we will wrap this up. Uh, thanks for joining us, and um, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get paired with actual sponsors. And I can't imagine who would want us to advertise their products, but we're more than happy to do it. And if uh, if you own, like, if you're the guys from Victory Auto Wreckers and you need us to read an ad, uh, I think the Benkowski uh, Sports Spectacular. I I would do those ads for free, Pat. So just let me know. Uh, we'll see if we work any of those in as we go. So um, anyway, thanks, and uh, keep joining us all season, and uh, go Cubs. Go Cubs.